Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Wench Bench, where friends sit and talk about fabulous fictional females and how their stories have influenced us throughout our lives. My name is Fonda. And my name is Allison. Today, Allison and I are doing a movie review. It's been one in the works for a while. We're going to be talking about the Barbie movie, which came out in... July. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> so we're recording this end of the year. Yeah, which is good because now you should probably have seen it because yeah. you're, you're probably going to have to have seen it yeah. in order to, to keep along because we're not going to be doing a lot of explaining. <laughs> and I'm not, no spoiler free stuff here. Okay. No. A lot of, a lot of spoilers if you haven't. So. I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> As Allison does. I made no notes because I just want to live in my memories and talk about it with her uh please stay tuned though because there will be actually a part two yes. for this which we will talk about at a different date but uh let's get started with a synopsis yes the movie follows stereotypical barbie played by margot robbie as she leaves the seemingly perfect barbie land to venture into the real world She must discover the source of her newfound existential dread and the reason for her change from perfect to not as perfect. Tagging along with Barbie is Ken, played by Ryan Gosling. Having spent his life being nothing more than a footnote in Barbie's life, he finds the patriarchy that is present in the real world to be an an intriguing and liberating experience. They each must find a sense of self-worth and purpose on their own. Ta-da! Ta-da! <laughs> so, first of all, I love the film. I don't think it's perfect, but I fucking love the film. Yes. Yeah. We're gonna... I'm gonna say this at the very top. Okay. Because there's gonna be... There's gonna be a lot of... <laughs> there's gonna be, opinions. There's gonna be a lot of things that I say that are gonna make it sound like I don't enjoy this movie. I fucking loved this movie. I've I saw it three times. I saw it twice in theater. I saw it once at a drive-in and I now own it and have watched it again. <laughs> I fucking love this movie for all of its flaws, for all of the things that we're gonna talk about. I enjoyed every moment of it. It's I like dark. The cast. the cast is incredible. I think this movie suffered from being as popular as it was. Mm. So I think these people set out to make kind of a dark comedy, sort of social commentary movie where they were just sort of poking fun and having a good time. And then when it came out and all of a sudden it got all this fanfare and all these things where they're like, everybody has to see this movie. It's a feminist masterpiece. Barbenheimer. Oh my God. (laughs) Like it just got so blown out of proportion and everybody started being like, such huge fans of it you cannot then you are then seen as a villain for saying like oh well there's some problems but it's like a movie can have problems and still be awesome yeah movies from a different point of view deserve to be written deserve to be seen the fact that it's a movie that made as much money as it did written and directed by a woman i'm pretty sure margot robbie produced it like yeah it is an incredible film, what it achieved in like showing the kinds of movies that society and people are interested in seeing can be different. Yeah. And not just like <laughs> what we currently end up being bombarded with, which I think is showing considering that Aquaman recently came out and holy shit, is it tanking? Ooh, like, I didn't know that. Because people are tired of watching superhero movies about the exact same storyline over and over and over again. <laughs> 
And I think this movie showed that we do want something different and something kind of weird. And so I think they succeeded at making a weird, dark comedy. Even though it's so colorful. it's Even though it's so <laughs> bright, which I think helps with... Oh, for sure. Like, the that. props department, the set team <sighs> fucking killed it. Oh my gosh. It's such it's such a beautiful movie to look at. This, like the travel sequence. Yes. The fact that that's all practical effects. Yep. And like, it's so cool. They did such an incredible job and they made such a cool movie. But, you know, it's not a, it's not a feminist masterpiece. <laughs> no. I don't think any kind of media can be a feminist masterpiece because media is not a thing that lives and exists um and in order to be a feminist you have to live and exist <laughs> media cannot be a belief system <laughs> yeah also for some people they're like oh you know the issues with like mattel owning it too and mm-hmm. it, it's reflective on the fact that mattel has problems like it's very upfront about that which is very nice but at the end of the yes. day for some people their whole gripe is the fact that, you know, money is going into societal things that are awful and, and blah, 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 like all this stupid shit about spending money and not spending money. It's yeah. like, there's a lot of things people talk about the film. It's like, yeah, I get it, but that's not what I'm wanting the film to be reviewed on. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So like some of my problems with it are, it is ultimately a thing created by a company that had a hand in what it is that they could say. Mm-hmm. Because this movie would not have been made without Mattel approving it being made. Oh, yeah. But it cannot properly <laughs> target Mattel and speak on the problems with the company because the company sourced it. But then we also wouldn't have had the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's this like vicious kind of quagmire that you get in, which is like, I understand why people wanted it to be a little bit more scathing. Yeah. But ultimately... We got what we got because there are there are moments in this movie that scream corporate interference. Yeah. And I get that. And I understand why that's there yeah. and why that has to be there. Because yeah. this movie would, would, not, wait, would not have been made yeah. without whatever concessions had to happen to the story, to the jokes, to whatever they were doing. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately you need Mattel to say, yes, you can make a movie with our product and our license. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You got to go through the red tape. You have to. And it's it's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and capitalism is the devil. And that is, it is the root of all evil is capitalism. <laughs> yeah, it is. I agree. Uh, but on that note, before we maybe keep talking about the negative things, can I just say, I... I oh, I, it's peppered with, like, positive and negative. I know. It's, it's, it's going to be a fucking roller coaster today, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen how, and gentlemen. Oh, all the, the, the whole thing. But can we talk about how fucking great the soundtrack slapped? Oh, my God. So I <laughs> have, li- like, I listened to that soundtrack before I watched the film. Mm-hmm. And then after the film, it was fucking on repeat all the time in my kitchen when I was doing anything. The song I'm Just Ken is fucking top tier. So good. I mean, the whole the whole album is riddled with perfect songs that are like great, that like have their due. I really love um, Man I Am by Sam Smith. Oh. It's just the man that I am. <laughs> fucking love that one. <laughs> And then, hey, Blondie's good. Yeah. But what was I made for? Fucking makes me cry all the time. Oh my gosh, it's so upsetting. And like, yeah, I know that there are some women who didn't. I've talked to like some women because this is very much like a woman power movie. Oh yeah. Um, but I know that some some people that I talked to didn't really like connect 
with, we're going to jump way to the end now, I guess. Okay. Didn't really connect with like the ending scene where that song comes in. And like, I cried oh, me <laughs> at too. that part of the movie because so it just, mess. for some people, it connects more than other people. And that's yeah. just the, the nature of the beast that is film and any sort of like media that you're putting out in there. But yeah, it's like that, that moment, Nick called it very Hallmark, which oh. I'm going to hold off on quoting Nick too much. <laughs> you better. He'll be mad. Uh, he will be so mad. <laughs> but I loved that scene because it was very, and the fact that they took all of those video clips of people from their actual lives, like yeah. women actually just living and existing. And in my mind, that was kind of the point of the story wasn't like women can change the world. We can do anything that we want. It was women deserve to exist and be who they want to be. You don't need to be a madam president. You don't need to be a scientist. You can just be a woman who it gets through the day. And that is a, is in itself something that I don't think that we tell people enough. Cause mm -hmm. there's, there's all that, like you can be anything you want to be. And sometimes I don't want to have to like live up to being anything I want to be. Sometimes I just want to be who I am. Yeah. And I felt like I felt that in that scene, that sense of just what, what does it mean to live, to, to exist as a woman? And it's just the ability it's to live and head. like <laughs> to just live and exist. Yeah. Oh, anyway, it's just fucking such a good song. So, oh, it's such a good song. There's a lot of good songs. Uh, if you, if, even if you don't watch the movie, why are you listening to this if you haven't watched the movie? Yeah, this is going to be real hard. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's probably already going to be hard to follow. I know. I we don't, don't have this, a script. This is for, this is for me. This is for <laughs> us. This is for Vonda and this is for us. But I just, if there's one thing you can get is just listen to the soundtrack. It's, it's so a fucking good. banger. It's got a lot of just good shit on there. It's good. She's got such good stuff on there. But Allison, Allison has a note. It looks like she has a, a thing she specifically is ready to talk about. Um, I want to get this out here at the beginning because I'm going to be quoting it a lot. Okay. Um, so Greta Gerwig has been quoted as saying, I am both doing the thing and subverting the thing in this movie. Mm. So that's a lot about a lot of the themes that we're going to talk about are like are like patriarchy, yeah. like equality, and like all those sorts of things. So she is both... Feminism. Feminism. So yeah, she is both doing the thing and subverting the thing, which is one of the roots of what I think that when I turn my brain off and I watch this movie, I don't care. Like that's what I usually, I just turn my brain off. I enjoy it. It's pretty, it's colorful. It's funny. It's got tons of good shit in there, but ultimately it gets a little bit muddy because she is trying to do two opposing concepts here. And I don't think that it translated as well as it possibly could have. Mm. Because at the beginning, the Kens represent women. Yeah. But then they represent patriarchy. But then that means that Barbie land is patriarchy, but patriarchy is bad. But then we go back to patriarchy at the end of the movie. They're like, oh, they're going to have the same amount of men. Kens in Barbie land will have the same amount of power as women in the real world, which is pretty sad. But don't get me wrong. For a dark comedy, sad me like melancholy endings yeah. are my jam. I love that this movie has a melancholy ending. This movie does not have a fucking happy ending. And I will fight anybody who says that because it's not a particularly happy ending. Not really. Like, I am happy with the fact that Barbie just became a real woman at the end. And went to and go she see just her gynecologist. Went to go see her gynecologist, which I think is super funny. 
Um, the fact that there was no shame around that, Greta yeah. Gerwig, I believe, has talked about that as well. And she's like, that's never been in a piece of media. I've never seen some woman where it's not a pun like it is a punchline, but it's not a punchline. Yeah. Like it's because it's not made out to be gross. It's like yeah. it's funny because she's like, I'm here to see my gynecologist. Yeah. But also she's proud and she's excited about it. And so it's a thing that where she's keeping her body healthy and we're talking about like women's bodies in a good way. And yeah. like <laughs> so that part is good. But yeah, like the Kens go back to essentially being second class citizens in Barbie Land. And it's like, I would have liked a happier ending for the Kens because the Kens are kind of supposed to be the women too. I mean, then they're also the villains. So it just, it gets really muddy when you start picking at it a little too much. And I mean, that's pretty much every single movie that tries to combat the level of things that this movie, like the level of concepts and the amount of concepts that this movie brings forth is a lot. But then they don't really give you, like, a happy ending. <laughs> no. It's just kind of an ending. Which, again, I don't... Like, I, lo- I watch a lot of movies that don't have a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. They exist. Yeah, they exist. Can I just say I hated all of the, like... I don't mind negative re- reviews. But, like, the people that purposely just wanted to hate the movie from the beginning. Because that's where they stand in life. I don't care. Just don't fucking go see movies you know you're not going to like. I hate, like, that's... Oh, they didn't see the movie. They just review bombed it because they're fragile man children who don't know how to understand that sometimes things aren't for you. But still, it's just like, who's that one fucking guy? Ben Shapiro, is that his name? (sighs) That's that's the unfortunate part of social media now is that... In doing stupid things, you then get more views, right? Like when he said that thing about like uh, wet ass pussy, when yeah. he was like something about his wife and it basically made it sound like he's like really bad in bed. That was intentional. The one thing that I will give him is he is not that stupid. That is fully intentional because then everybody's commenting on his stuff. It's getting higher in the algorithm. It's getting commented on. People mm-hmm. are seeing it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that they're negative comments. It's still attention. Oh, and that's yeah. what he's doing with the Barbie movie is it's still attention. I but I just hate it. Like, I hate that society. And I admit, I was once within the same catchment. But I'm sure for some of us, we remember a time. And I we're not that old, Allison. But we remember a time when if you didn't like anything, you didn't have to consume it. Yeah. You didn't have to read it. You didn't have to watch it. You could stop watching a show. You could stop doing certain things. Now, it seems like people will watch stuff even if they hate it. Read something even if they hate it. Do things even if they hate it. I mean, if it's your job to review things, whatever. Like, that's different. If it's yeah. your job to be like, I have to watch something I might not like because I got to, you know, absorb and, and do yeah. this thing for my boss because he needs me to make a movie review, review on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I don't yes. give a shit about that. But for normal fucking people that just like all they want to do is hate on things because it's just easy to hate on things. I'm like, my God, like... A lot of things suck online now because no matter where you go, there's there's not like one little pocket of a community of people that are just like, yeah, we all mutually like it. We know there might be flaws, but now it's like no matter where you go, you can't just be around people that also enjoy the thing that you like. Yeah. Because now it's just bombarded with constant hate towards everything all the time. And I just like, I just hate it. It's like, exhausting. It's exhausting. And I felt 
that a lot with this film, which bothered me so much. Yeah. Because I was like, if you don't, just stop. Like, just full stop. Yeah. Like, you don't want this movie to get all the money? Stop watching it. Like, stop. Stop talking about it. Stop doing those things. Because I'm a vote with your dollar. I've said it a couple times, probably, on this podcast. (laughs) And that's exactly what I did. I voted with my dollar. I went and saw this movie multiple times. Yeah. I bought it. I like bought the soundtrack because I think that movies... I almost bought the I Am Knuff oh, yeah, hoodie sweater. sweater. I yeah. almost bought it. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, like I want to see more films from different points of view. And don't get me wrong. This is not exactly a super different point of view. It's the point of view of a well-off white woman that follows... The, the whitest of all women, which is stereotypical Barbie. This is not which exactly... Mar- which yes. Margot Robbie slapped at. She was incredible. Fucking Just killed it. So good. <laughs> so Love good. Love you, Margot Robbie. I think you did a great job. Yeah. Just incredible performance. Um, but yeah, so it's not exactly like a revolutionary thing. No. But the fact that, yeah, we don't get as many movies made by women. They don't get the same accolades. They don't make the same money at the box office. Yeah. And this was just kind of like a, see, different things yeah. can make money. Maybe take more chances. Yeah. A, a but, lens through a women's view you know, is very successful. Then Mattel went and took the wrong thing and was like, well, if this did well, let's make all of our IP into movies. It's like, no, that wasn't that's not what you should have taken from that. It wasn't the toy. It wasn't, it was the point of view. It was the story. Like the toy did play a part in it. Cause like so many of us have like core memories attached to Barbie. Yeah. But like, it wasn't just the toy. It was like, it was everything else. So that was, that was silly. It, It was silly. One thing that I loved but also found irritating, not in a bad way, but like, like, you know, when some, something irritates you because it like resonates with you. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. It was Tasha. What was the girl's name? The daughter. The daughter. Was it Tasha? I know they all had the name of the Bratz dolls, which I think is fucking great. Yes. But Um, I can't, was it Chloe? Sasha. Sasha. Thank you. When Barbie Furt's first meets Sasha and like Sasha just fucking like drops a bomb. I don't have control of the railways. I know. Oh, that was great. That was great. What do you mean? Blah, 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 blah. Like I, I love fascist. What? Yeah. What? What? I just really love the flow of you make women feel bad about themselves and just like all these things. It was like fucking those are valid like 100% everything she said. I'm sure every woman has felt or thought in regards to a Barbie doll in regards to certain models that have certain perspectives on things and companies that are like, like for example, uh, Victoria's Secret, but yes. the company with the bra is not being made by women for women, but by a, ma- a man owns a company and all yes. these other things. Like I totally respected that that was in there, but I was also irritated irritated by it because I was like, oh my God, I remember being a teenager and just fucking hating on everything. Yeah. Especially anything coded for women. Yeah. Anything like boy bands. Like things that 
that the big bosses in capitalism are yep. like, we are specifically designing this for you because we want to take your money. Yeah. And then as soon as we follow that, we are then villainized for following that, despite the yep. fact that it is literally designed for us. And we are the only, like, they don't do that to little boys. They fucking target trucks and shit at them all the time. And when yep. the little boys want to go to monster truck rallies, everybody's like, yeah, look at this, it's great. But like when we want to play with Barbies or we want to do something girly or wear dresses, it's the worst fucking thing in the entire world because to be feminine at all, to like display femininity is bad but then not doing it is also bad it's like so i just really loved her as a character and how yes. she grew through the film with her and her mom and like again i just i was both in love and irritated by it because i was like i remember literally being, being that maybe yes. not as well versed as she was with no. her conversation and and vocabulary but i remember like fitting that so much mm-hmm. And Both hating myself and wanting to love myself at the same time. Yeah. And just being like, oh, sometimes I do like the color pink, but God forbid I tell anybody that. Mm-hmm. I actually have an entire section of my notes called the anti-Barbie attitude, oh. which starts off with us talking about this. And one of the things okay. that like I noticed was, yeah, like her one friend who's like, I liked Barbie, like yeah. was then like shut down. Everyone but it's, like, it's because it's not okay to like it but we all did yeah or well a lot of us did i'm not gonna generalize too much oh yeah for sure but many of us enjoyed doing that Mm -hmm. and then we were villainized by it and then we kind of get into this weird like social dynamic and this social pressure of denying our femininity while also needing to display it and it's wild um one tiktok Somebody pointed out that they never thought they had to look like Barbie until somebody told them they had to. Mm. And it blew my fucking mind because I was like, you know what? You're right. When I was a child playing with Barbies, I never thought this is the perfect woman. I thought it was a fucking toy that was designed to wear clothes and to get dressed up and for me to play as an adult. For your imagination. For my imagination. I didn't think that that was the epitome of woman until, so let's just generalize here, until men told me that that was the epitome of womanhood. Was looking like a Barbie that is physic that is designed to be able to put clothes on and off of. That is why she is shaped the way that she is. It is not because this is the perfect body for a woman. It is because this will make the clothes look better. Yeah. And fit better. And easy to put on and off for a child. <laughs> that is all. It's like But yeah, until media and men were like, well, this is clearly the perfect thing. This is how women all have to look. It's like until somebody told me that, I never considered that. I did not consider Barbies to be, to hurt my belief in myself yeah. and my self-worth until somebody else told me that that's what I should be feeling. And then it gets all confusing and weird. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, the, that was like one of the other things that I found really funny online is like, everybody's like, they should have gone a little bit harder on the weird things that little girls used to do with Barbies. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you they thought about it, 100%. Like, when we would, like, smash them together. Yeah, or, or Ken flipping through the air. <laughs> Ken flipping through the air, like, us having no concept of what sex is. That was one funny part, where he's like, what are we gonna, like, when Ken asked to stay over, and Barbie's like, what are we gonna do? And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, because, like... As a child, I didn't know, but I did know that it was two adults together, naked, in a bed. In a bed. <laughs> that was my concept of yeah. 
what happened. Maybe and you then, knew about kissing. And then and then babies happen. Yep, yep. <laughs> so like you have this like vague childhood concept. And so I think people were laughing because they're like, yeah, like I, I thought, I think it would have been funny had they gone a little bit harder into like the weird Barbie. There was a really quick thing of like, why is she always in the splits? And it's like, yeah, she is always in the splits. Yeah, she it's is just... always in the splits. <laughs> oh, Which for sure. I find so entertaining. And just like, uh, the 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 oh, what was it how perfectly it embodied like the moving from one thing to another they just floated down mm-hmm. like you didn't force yes. make them walk yes you, just you didn't actually them. make them walk through stuff it was it was great that was that was funny i do wish there was more but i also am not mad that there wasn't no no like i think that that yeah. would have taken it a little further into I feel like the too silly category yeah into the too silly category and not just necessarily the too silly category but like possibly like the too vulgar category because mm. people don't like to acknowledge the fact that children do weird things oh, in yeah. regards to like sexuality and like concepts of sex like we all deny what we did when we were kids but like it was a curiosity and it was a confusion and it was yeah. a complication yeah. and yeah. yeah like my barbies like, we didn't have a lot of kids we we just didn't have a lot of kids i and had I took my brother's G.I. Joe doll to be my Ken whenever I needed a Ken. Nice. We had we had the hot Ken and then we had the ugly Ken. Oh. The hot Ken had the plastic hair and the ugly Ken had real hair, but it got so fucked up that it was really like it was messy all the time. Oh. And so he just looked a mess. Just looked ragged. And so we had hot Ken and ugly Ken. And those were our two Ken dolls for our like... 30 Barbie. I know so many, but the amount of women I would have pretend to be the man or I wouldn't pretend mm-hmm. to have the man be a man at all. I'd just be like, these two women are having a kid and living a life. It just was what it was. Yeah. And, and sometimes looking back on my past, I was like, oh, so I, I did like girls for a really long time. <laughs> I just didn't know it. (laughs) There was that joke that everybody who used to sing the Ken part in Barbie Girl is now queer. And I'm like, oh, no, (laughs) that was me. (laughs) Oh, Allison. Fuck it. Can I can another thing I want to say is while there are some gripes I have with which Barbie dolls were represented in the film or not Mm -hmm. in the film. I am so happy at the diversity the film was giving us yes was it perfect no no was should, it still... should the plus size ones not have had their arms hidden the entire movie and been fully dressed basically head to toe yes because there's nothing wrong with fat upper arms no no <laughs> and all the other barbie got to dress super sexy and not that like who knows maybe that actress liked those outfits they were pretty. They were really yeah. nice outfits, but they screamed fat fashion. Yes. In a way I didn't like. That's fair. And like, I like that we got to see a Barbie doll that was in a wheelchair. I yeah. liked that we got to see a lot of different Barbie dolls that, you know, it wasn't just like white or a black woman. Mm-hmm. They did their, I think, they did the best given what they maybe were given or yes. whatever or who they could find or who they could get on board or or mm-hmm. who was able to actually maybe work on the project because I don't, you know, actors yeah. sometimes can't be in it. But the one thing I, when I was looking at it, I was like, I'm not mad that not everyone I want to see is in the film because no. there's so many people just here. Yeah. It felt like I was going through life where you don't always see every single person that exists under the sun. Yeah. But it was just so nice to just see diversity 
mm-hmm. to the extent that we got. Yeah. And it's like, as with many things, it is, this movie is very much, I see it as a first step. Like, yeah. like also Asian Ken. I liked that Asian Ken was like, I love was that actor so much. I know. I know. Simuli, he's great. There was a lot of great actors in that film. But like another thing I liked, I was like, oh, he gets to play like a hot love main interest, even though Barbie didn't choose any of the Kens. No. He, I liked that for him because not a lot of male Asian actors, unless it's like an Asian film, get yeah. to play that kind of role for women. So it was so nice. It was super nice. I loved it. I loved it. I lo- really liked the film oh, for a lot of things. Yes. Just like, could we break it down, like you said, to be like, oh, now we're getting nitty gritty on the things that they could oh, make yeah. better. But there was just so much that I was just like, don't take this away from yes. me. Like you said, yeah. it's a first step. It's a win in a category yeah. that we need. Yeah. And the fact that like one of the Barbies is played by a trans woman. Yes. Hari Neff. And it's one of those things that like, I both would like them to address it, but also like that they didn't address it Mm -hmm. because it's like trans women actresses should not be limited to only playing trans roles. I agree. And the fact that the Barbie movie didn't dig into like what it means to be trans in the Barbie world. Mm -hmm. They just, they didn't have time for that. And genuinely, no, they had one, (sighs) they had one little funny bit in the real world. We do not have any genitals. We do not have any genitals. Say, I got all the genitals. Yeah. That was great. Honestly, (laughs) like that. Yeah. But like, that is such a larger topic. And genuinely, I do not believe that that is necessarily what this movie was. That's like, this movie already kind of bit off a little bit more than it could chew. I know. And to, to add in trans rights issues and stuff like that, I love that there was just, that she was just another Barbie. Yeah. And I would like to see that more in movies. Her being trans has nothing to do with her capability as an actress. Correct. And she did a great job. She was fucking hilarious. That part oh, where she like had the glasses on, it was like, yeah. I'm just not pretty. And then she takes them like, oh, no, I can see her eyes. And I'm just like, oh my God. I know, that's just It reminds so funny. me of like every like teen movie yeah where the there's a nerdy girl uh-huh. yeah. but her glasses come it. off oh, oh, oh my now God. I, no, now i can see your pretty eyes uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah i loved i loved the dance scene because we got that was the first time we fully got to think i see a what outside of that one i'm lying it wasn't the first scene but it was the first one that felt real because there was the one where it showed like the lineup of women of like turn when it was yes. like Barbie can be anything and it's all these women that are like turning yeah to face the camera at the white shot and they're all different women Lo- did really like that that was yeah. great I'm like thank you right off the bat none of those people were acting in the film though so when I'm talking about the first like acting scene with the dance yes. when they're all there doing stuff I was like yes 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 this is great fucking please keep doing dancing numbers i love a bespoke song it's just ah, oh. and i oh. my one my one thing is i correct me if i'm wrong allison because you've seen it more than i have i do not think i visibly saw an indigenous barbie i don't were there indigenous actors probably i can't go through the whole list to check everybody's heritage or culture yeah. representation. But I don't think like there wasn't one where I was visibly like, Oh, this is a, this is an indigenous woman. Yeah. That was the one thing I personally missed. It isn't the biggest gripe in the world, mm-hmm. but for me, 
who's struggling with figuring out my own path with being very white, but having an indigenous background Mm -hmm. heritage that my mom and grandmother just didn't want to fucking talk about. I've been wanting to seek in that more to see it so I can work through my own stuff and figure things out on myself. And that was one thing I did miss Mm -hmm. for the film for me personally. Didn't change anything else about the film, but I remember just like, that was the one thing I wish I could have seen for the diversity would have been like, can I just, can we please, can, can I have a, a wonderful indigenous woman? Cause there's so many great indigenous actors out there. Yes. Even if it was a Ken doll, you know, like I don't, it didn't have to be a Barbie, mm-hmm. but I just kind of wanted, I wanted that box checked off, but I'm sure other people wanted other boxes checked off yeah. and they couldn't get it. So I'm not going to yeah. say that sucks, but yeah. I, I like, mean, we Boo. can, we can all want more for sure. For and sure. that's completely fine. We can yeah. all just, that's yeah. We can all want more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and we can all hope for more. Like, I did want more Alan. He was great. Alan was great. So, my um, list of notes on Alan says the ultimate ally in. (laughs) (laughs) Ally in? Nice. In my notes, I said, we should talk about how Alan is the best representation of masculinity in the movie. He's fucking... He's sick! He shows a broad range of emotional capability and, like, emotional depth and understanding. Yeah. Um, He's expressive while also being the only one to really do like actual violence in the movie, which yeah, I think is yeah, wild yeah. when he's like, Oh my God, still arguably my favorite joke in the entire movie. When he's like, if once they figure out how to build that wall sideways, instead of up, <laughs> we're, we're gonna be in <laughs> Just all the construction men building a giant pillar. And I just fucking die every time. I know. And they all go, what you doing? What you doing? He's like, stay in the car. Yeah. Stay, in the, stay in the car. And it's just like, <gasps> like he, Go to sleep, go to sleep. And I know that he's happy at the end, but like I just I wished for more for Alan because like he's completely ignored by the like Alan is this like wonderful representation. He's completely ignored by the Kens. The only people who talk to him are the Barbies. And so like Alan is to the Kens what the Kens are to Barbie. Like what the Barbies are to Kens or whatever. Yeah. And it's like they but they don't see that. The Kens are too kind of like self-obsessed yeah. to notice that they're treating Alan the exact same way that the Barbies are treating them so by just like there's only one <laughs> there's Alan, only one Alan, except for all the Allens escaped, yeah, <laughs> and are now in sync or whatever, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> which is also an incredible joke. <laughs> I know. I oh. uh, there's somebody who has a theory that all of the CEOs are actually Allens. <laughs> And despite the fact that they didn't say that, I think, I think that that's hilarious. I think it's funny too. I think like we are all Allen. We are all Allen. Because the Allens are treated like arguably the worst next to Weird Barbie, which will be her own discussion in a little bit. Um, But like next to Weird Barbie, Allen is treated like garbage, but he doesn't let that change the fact that he cares about these people yeah and he wants what's best for everybody unfortunately what is best is reestablishing the patriarchy which is unfortunate and i think that they could have done a better job i know than just like everything's back to normal and we might give you like a like a basic title it's like i know that they're not smart i know that the kids aren't smart but this is definitely a make-believe world and you could have just 
given like Ken's equal rights. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that that would have been that would have been good. You know, know, they they were they were doing a lot of uh Again, they were commenting on what the current state of the world yes. is like, so I get and it. And again, doing the thing, but also yeah. subverting the thing. And it's like, yes, that is what's happening. Yes, you are representing the world. But also, can we not represent a world a little bit brighter than that? Yeah. yeah. Like, can Barbie Land not be better I know. than our world? Can that not be like a thing that we strive for. I know. And so like, that's kind of where it was a little sad, but also like, I get it because ultimately I also found that line really funny because this movie it's, it both brings out the dichotomy in me as well because I also loved getting to see something that doesn't fucking exist, which is women being in charge for once. It's kind of a weird power fantasy for us, which like I understand, like I enjoy living in that power fantasy. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. They fucking deserve it. Like, women deserve to be in charge a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I understand and enjoy that experience as much as I wish it would have been happier. I also enjoy what it is that we got. I know. If that makes sense. Like, it's so hard to explain. I get it. Like, I enjoy the fact that it's shitty to men, but also (laughs) I want it to be better to men because men are women. And I'm like, I don't understand. (laughs) I know. And it's just, it's interesting because, like, I know how a lot of people are like, oh, Ken was the favorite character from the whole show and i'm like that's because as much as we fucking loved barbie we were all ken the reason ryan gosling stole the show so to speak one ryan gosling fucking he did. slapped he slapped the. he, he did slapped. such a good job for for better or worse for the movie in yeah, total he did he a did great a job fucking i loved it job. but like he represented it like you said what the backwardsness of the barbie world was at the beginning which is the women were in control like the men and the men were the women and doing the supporting roles. And so like everyone loved Ken because it's just like in really weird ways. In a super roundabout way, Ken is women. Ken was <laughs> us, but also not us. But also Barbie was us. But it's- yeah. <laughs> This film tackled so many wild things. It bit off a little bit more than it, it could do. <laughs> it did. But, like, it. I did like how it was doing its best to address that the patriarchy is harmful for men just as much as it's harmful for yes. women. Yeah. I um, don't care what anyone else has to say. I liked that that was a point. Did it yes. hit home for everyone and get home runs all the time? No. But I liked that that was kind of like, if this was an essay... The whole film, while it had multiple different morals or meanings or stories you can touch on, it was just always going back to the patriarchy sucks. For everyone. Yeah. For it's, everybody. It's, bad. it's a bad time. It's a bad time. Ken isn't just Ken. He wants to just be Ken, but it's Barbie and it's Ken. Yeah. He just wants to exist. He just wants to exist. And, and I'm sure there's like... Again, we're go- okay. Spoiler alert: Our partners are going to be doing yes, an episode. Our partners so are going to be doing the next episode. That's why we're trying really hard to avoid talking from certain perspectives. Yeah, but like, I'm sure. I don't know if our significant others will talk about it, but I know that the patriarchy fucking sucks for my own partner because he has perceptions and feelings about what it means for him to support me as a woman married to a man. Yes. 
And I'm just like, that's because of stupid traditional views that we've been given. And even if we're doing our best to fucking unpack that shit and not fit in that mold, it's exhausting. Yeah. And I think weirdly what Alan did in the movie was a better representation of how to be a man and support other men and other women. Yes. Like, every man who watches this movie should strive to be an Alan. Yes! Yes! Like, Do you know that the, 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 the meme of, like, this is my Ken's job? Yes. And I remember, and that's funny, but I loved the ones where, like, no, this is my Alan. And I was like, yes! Yes! I'm like, Alan. every man who watches this movie should strive to be an Alan. Yes! Because he understands the Ken's problems and the Barbie's problems and he supports them and he understands and he is the ultimate representation of how I would like to see like masculinity represented. And Michael Sarah is so he did a great uh, job. He did a great job. I also liked how he would, how for Alan they picked because all the Ken's had different body types too. Yes. Which I loved. Michael Sarah. I thought they could have gone a little harder with the Kens, but I agree. Um, I do agree. I get it. <laughs> I do yeah. agree, but I still liked it. Yes. Uh, I was also, watching the extra features and I actually found it really interesting. Mm-hmm. You'll notice like at the beginning of the movie, all the Kens are wearing essentially different colors of the same clothes. Yeah. Um, but are. by the end of the movie and all the Barbies are wearing unique clothing. And apparently a lot of the actors and actresses got a say in a lot of their like outfits clothing or like inspirations or whatever they would talk about what barbies they had loved the most as kids like yeah. things like that yeah um what outfits they enjoyed um and so the kens at the beginning are all wearing essentially versions different colors of the same clothing yeah and at the end they're all wearing slightly different clothing yes which is like the smallest hint that they are starting to discover their own individuality yes which was kind of the point of the story was kens discovering that they're not just they're not all Ken. They're not all the same toy, despite yeah. the fact that we as children treated them all as the same fucking toy. Oh, for sure. <laughs> which, for I th- sure. which again, I think is like very much a part of it. <laughs> oh, I know. So yeah, it's nice though that like they put that in there. Like that was a conscious thought that they're like, well, now the Kens are beginning to discover their individuality, yes. which I did enjoy. <sighs> but yeah, Alan was great. My my so final good. comment on Alan was I loved again the scene where he's he beats up the construction men, but the fact is he was hiding in the car. He was, he was hiding in it. It's not until he gets discovered, and then he's like, "Oh no, hold on, I'm going to handle this." He still went back to be in the back seat, not at all in control of the vehicle, but he was like, "I will handle the problem of these guys." Yeah. But if you turn around, I'm not going to fight you. Yeah. I'm going to like, I just love that kind of dichotomy of it. Because normally in a way it's like for some scenes where someone's like, stay in the vehicle. Like it's the person that's also driving. He is not the driving force of that scene necessarily. No. no. But he is like, he's a a supporting character. And sometimes men need to be supporting characters. Yeah. And women need to be able to take center stage. And that upsets men watching TV sometimes. <laughs> I know. I don't care, though. I don't care. And I don't care because Alan is a perfect angel. I know. I love Alan. And he deserves the world. <laughs> he does. He deserves so much better. I like In my head, I like to think he left Barbie land. Yeah. I like to think he, he like, like... He's like, you know what? For my own happiness, I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. 
I helped leave. you save it because this is like my home and I care about you all and I wanted yeah. to make a better and world Ken's for you. And Ken's my best friend. And the Ken's are my best friend. <laughs> I wear all of his clothes. <laughs> yeah. His clothes fit me. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like that they didn't necessarily lean in to like, like they made that joke, but they didn't incredibly queer code Alan. Like they yeah. didn't make him like kind of a like gay stereotype, despite yes. the fact that like that was always the joke about the doll is that he was like him and Ken were definitely boyfriends. Yeah. Cause yeah. obviously he can fit all Ken's clothes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of a weird tagline. Yeah. I get it, but also kind of a weird tagline. Oh yeah. I like that. They didn't necessarily like hyper queer code him. They're like, no, he's just a male. Like he was, he almost came yes. off as like more asexual to me than like yeah. anything else. <sighs> We're, we're really just bouncing but, everywhere. Yeah. I don't care. We're kind of leading into the oh, other thing, oh. which is my other title, which it involves like Weird Barbie, which is queer coded <sighs> characters and their place in feminism. Fucking love Weird Barbie. Weird Barbie and like oh, so many of the other Barbies in the house are all like very queer coded, very different. Midge. Yeah. All of like the more outcast dolls in the movie yeah. are the queer coded or they're people of color yes. or those kinds of things. And I find that to be what I assume was a very intentional piece of commentary on the fact that queer individuals and people of color have been the driving force behind many feminist movements in history and they are often overlooked and what they gave to those movements is not recognized as much as it should have been. And at least it got like a little bit recognized in the movie. I think they could have recognized it a little bit. Like again, one of those things that like they did it, but they could have done more. Yeah. To recognize what those characters did for <laughs> saving Barbie land. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed their part. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Earring Magic Ken, Sugar Daddy Ken, uh, Video Barbie. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's the child that grows up and she has that weird boo? Oh, Growing Up Skipper? Growing Up Skipper. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> so weird. I know. I know. <laughs> but I loved Weird Barbie because everyone had a fucking Weird Barbie. Everybody had a Weird Barbie. We had multiple Weird Barbies. She was just the best. And um, why am I playing her name? The actress? Yeah. I can't remember, but she's great. She's hilarious. She's uh, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon, Kate McKinnon you're is, a gem. She's so funny. She's just getting <sighs> funnier in my opinion. She's so funny. I find the slight ways that she changes her characters to be so subtle and well yes. done. Yes. Like, despite the fact that she was also kind of playing like a weird queer coded character in something like um, Ghostbusters. Yeah. And things like that. It's like, but she was different in this movie. She was still weird and she was still oh, kind of yeah. like strange. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't the same kind of weird. And it, she just did such an amazing job. Like what she, yeah, like what she represented, how the people who are on the outskirts were not affected by the patriarchy as much because they're not the target. The patriarchy targets like the masses. And sometimes when you're trying to like do, (laughs) when you're trying to do the most damage, you have to focus on the area where you can do the most damage. And that unfortunately was the regular Barbies. Yes. And I love that weird house. I love that weird house. I loved weird Barbie. Her outfits were incredible. Well, the weird Barbie (laughs) house had the best fucking view oh in real gosh. estate let's just say yeah oh my god there's probably so many different like metaphors and stuff you could work off of all the things that they like oh for sure brought weird barbie in is how like oh if you're like 
outside the system, you have a better view of like what's going on. You can see the whole picture, like yep. shit like that. There's probably a bunch of metaphors. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, I would have liked for the other weird Barbies and weird Kens to get more due than just main weird Barbie getting a job. Yeah. It would have been nice to be like, I would like to be you, in charge of sanitization. I would like to be, please give me sanitation. Please give me sanitation. <laughs> that was great. But yeah, like they gave her sanitation. They couldn't have given the Ken some fucking job. I like, know. it's again, it's I get not perfect, it. I get it. It's, it's not, not perfect. perfect. I get it. I, again, I still love I know. it. Can we talk about America Ferrera's Barbie monologue? Yes, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously, we can talk about it. I because it's, it's when it's it's when stereotypical Barbie is at her fucking lowest. Yeah, it's when Margot Robbie is having that funny th- little thing where it's like, you know, if anyone but Margot Robbie was playing Barbie right now, this would be really funny because you know she's crying. There's no makeup. She's not perfect. Yeah. Like, which again, I love that the more and more Barbie became real, the more and more she didn't have makeup. Her hair yeah. was more flat. She had cellulite showing. Like there were things about her cellulite. She, yeah, in she was she was ugly crying. Like yes. I loved that part so much. Yeah. She was far less like put together. And yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, Margot Robbie's beautiful. Yes. So I thought it was funny that they had that comment yeah. on like, we get it. Yeah. We know what we did. We know what we did. Her. But still, she is the actress playing this person. Yes. And she doesn't look as beautiful as she quote unquote doesn't look as beautiful. She's yeah. still fucking stunning. But that's why I said the beginning. That's why in yeah. my synopsis I was like, not as perfect. Yeah. She's she's still perfect. Yeah. But like so so many people I, I know. <laughs> but it's when she's giving when America Ferreira's character is giving that monologue. That's anytime I just want to fucking yell at the world, I've been reading it. Because it encompasses so much. It was well written. Yes. If if anything, I feel like they took their time with ensuring the monologue would be written in the way that it would be. Yeah. Because it, I don't think the movie would have been as successful without it. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but like every time she fucking said anything about like, you know, we can't ask for money, but we need like all these certain things where I'm just like, yeah. oh my God. Yes. Yeah. The fucking bullshit about all of this about like well I can't be on your team but like we all have to be like womanhood but also like I gotta be mad at you if you're not stand out and yeah I just like I don't want to read it because I feel like you should just fucking watch the film and and, because she delivers it better than I can oh yeah but it's just like (laughs) there's the joke that like every film student for the rest of forever is going to be using that as like their monologue yeah (laughs) And like, I love that though, because there's, there are so many monologues by men that you have to choose from. Yeah. Like in high school, we had to try and find a monologue from a movie and all of the like cool female ones that I had remembered kind of finding were like villain kind of speeches and stuff like that. Right. They were all kind of negative or they were upsetting they were sad but this one's kind of you can bring like a passion to this speech it's insightful and it's honest and it's true and just because 
one of the, another one of those things that people say is, yeah, this movie is very much an intro to feminism, but yes. we don't really have a super famous, easily accessible intro to feminism movie that I can necessarily think of that has been this popular. I can think of a fair amount of other mm-hmm. interesting movies that bring up like concepts of feminism, things like that. Yeah. But they are not Barbie, right? Like they are not a, a big thing. Yeah. That every that multiple people saw and that thing where everybody's like, oh yeah, my my girlfriend like went to Barbie and then came home and broke up with me. And I was like, yeah, cause you were probably a shitty boyfriend Yeah, and you should probably do some, like you should, you should watch Barbie and you should try and figure out what in that movie told her that she should break up with you because it was probably pretty fucking bad. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you probably deserved it. And she probably deserved to do some self-reflecting and find d- different in her life. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, that monologue just, it is both like cringy, but also honest. Cause it's like, yeah, if you do participate and if you do consume more like media and stuff in regards to feminism, if you do more, know more about it, then it's like, yeah, these are basic concepts. Yeah. But also that's me taking a stance as somebody who has begun to look into those kinds of things, who has spent a long time figuring out myself and my connection to feminism and the history of that. And I may know those things. Yeah. I may have recognized that, but now I have a easily accessible, well-written synopsis (laughs) of the complication of what it means to try and like be a woman. And the cool part is that by the end of the movie, Barbie still chooses that. Yeah. Despite how complicated and hard and shitty it is like, like sometimes yeah. she still chooses to be a, a woman. woman yeah and that a is real woman. like that is a part of the power of this movie is that she sees how fucking shitty it is she went to the world that whole like there's violence yeah. in the air it's like that is why do i feel scared like why do i feel scared and like all of those things and it's like yeah she still chose to be a woman because there's so much good too. I know, like when she's sitting at that bench with the bus stop, and we just see her crying. Like yeah, she, like, like not in like, and she's laughing, but there's tears, and she sees an older woman and calls her beautiful. Yeah, and like and, she watches the couple like break up, but then yeah. she sees the other couple like together having a good time laughing, and she sees the kids playing. Yeah, <laughs> she see like it's she's witnessing what being a human. Yeah, is. And it has ups and downs in life. I don't care what stage in life you are in. Everyone's experiencing very similar feelings, even if it's different. But it's such a good... I think I remember the first time watching it, just how quiet the theater was. Yeah. With the monologue. You know, like sometimes you'd be hearing people like... You know, you didn't fully hear what they were saying, but they were whispering or saying something like, oh, I yeah. like this about the film, blah, 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 blah. But I just remember for that scene with her monologue, just quiet. Yeah. And I was just like, yes. Yes. And I really enjoyed the relationship, despite the fact that it was kind of secondary to the story, mm-hmm. but the relationship between Gloria and Sasha. Yeah. Kind of the... I think... Most people have complicated relationships with their mothers. Yes. In good and bad ways. Yes. And knowing what it was like to have that feeling of you don't understand, but then seeing 
that also point of view from the mom, yeah, which I think is so rarely shown, yeah, is I am also a person, yeah, I am also having feelings of not being understood of being different of being sad and like so often mothers are shown to be self-sacrificing self-sacrificing and to give Gloria the depth and the she her character was just so interesting without even necessarily needing a ton of screen time she just wanted wanted a relationship with her daughter and she wanted to be able to explore these weird feelings she has without being judged it's like well you need to be a better mom it's like well i'm also a person i'm not just a mom i'm a person too and And the fact that like her daughter saw her as not just a mom but a person which i think is a really hard thing to get across yes and then that was able to develop you could see their kind of relationship knitting back together and that's what i love about like my relationship with my own mom somewhere along the lines my relationship with my mom has turned from her just being my mom to her being a person to her being one of my best friends i hang out with her all the time we go for coffee constantly but she is a person in herself yes the movie showed that like it showed this really beautiful relationship between a mother and a daughter that wasn't perfect and it also wasn't super like stereotypically like fuck you mom it was just like you don't get me yeah it was just so it's like of course she doesn't get you of course she doesn't you don't get her like (laughs) and that's that's okay because but like neither of you were seeing each other as a person yes because i think that gloria was also seeing her daughter as just where's my little girl yeah. whereas it's like oh, your little girl is growing doll, up right? uh, <laughs> we did such we a good job <laughs> i know and it's so complicated it's so hard and, and like, like <sighs> that us mothers stand still so our daughters can look back and see how far we've come was just ugh. i think about that fucking line all the time and I it's beautiful know. it's it is and it's so like also sad yeah but that what's what makes it beautiful too yeah yeah, it's it's not a fucking happy ending. Like it's kind of a sad melancholy and like it is happy cuz she she gets what she wants, but it's also what she wants is complicated and real and it's yeah. like yeah, like she just wants to be a woman and being a woman is fucking complicated and I weird know. and difficult. Especially cuz she's the only woman that works works at the Mattel building. <laughs> Oh my gosh. The fucking genuinely people will probably get mad at me for saying this. Um, oh. I could have done with less Will Ferrell. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think that I oh. enjoyed like it was really just kind of the one part that I think kind of landed really weird and I think I would have preferred to have more of a wrap up for other characters than mm. to have them just kind of like show up in barbie land like kind of would have just liked gloria to go back i wish that they hadn't come to barbie land essentially Uh, like i don't think i think we could have gotten a wrap-up of their story without needing them to kind of force themselves into like the barbie land situation mm. um like that whole like i just want to tickle each other it's like i don't i don't fucking understand i've watched that four fucking times and i do not understand that scene keep them as the villains when he's like get in the box you jezebel so funny <laughs> so funny and poignant and exactly but like that is a part that like i feel screams of like corporate interference that it's like well no mattel mattel needs to have a redemption story they can't just be the guys that are trying to put barbie back in the box but that's what they are yeah i don't it's- give a shit that he wants to tickle 
his coworkers. Well, especially because they're like, that doll won't make money. And they were like, oh no, the doll will make money. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, no, we'll yes. take your and idea. Keep that line. Literally yeah. exactly the same yeah. back in the real world when she returns to work. Yeah. I just feel like they didn't need to be there. <laughs> I, I get it. I do. I like Will Ferrell in the film, but I do agree I like that maybe really the choice of how things were delivered. Yes. I think it was a bad comedic placement. Ah. They were like, well, we need a comedic break in this pretty emotional ending. I was like, keep yeah. those, don't break that. Keep that emotion. And that could have been a scene like just before we got her going to the gynecology appointment. Like they ah. could have arrived back yeah. again into the real world. Gloria could have went in there and been like, I fixed this stuff for you. I got Barbie back in her place. Barbie land is back. Everything's going fine. You need to listen to me. Here's my idea. And then yeah. it could have been the joke about like, oh, well, we're not doing that. And it's like, oh, it's going to make money. And then it's like, oh, okay, then we're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they shake hands and maybe Glory gets a promotion. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. here's me rewriting your ending. <laughs> but again, it's one of those like hindsight is twenty twenty kind of things. For sure. But also, yeah, I just, I feel like it didn't need to be in there interrupting the story of the people I actually care about. Because I don't, I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck about your super rich CEOs. That are all men. I don't fucking care. My mom was a woman. Get, get out. My mom, I am the nephew of a female aunt. Like, what? I don't care. It's like, sir. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, again, like I the, feel oh, like, yeah. Oh, I have a gay, I have a gay friend. Okay. <laughs> sure. sure. Yeah. I'm a man with no power. Does that make me a woman? Like, there are so many like good parts, but I think that the part that made those characters good was the fact that Barbie was... It was in the real world. Yeah. Because they, but yeah, they didn't, I just felt like they didn't have a place. No, that's fair. That's in fair. Barbie land. That's and fair. I feel like the ending could have been better that way. But, um, oh, the, the funny realization that some people had about the song push you down when people were like, I thought that was made for the film. And it's like, yeah. no, this is a song that fucking exists. And that's the irony of it being there is like this song exists, exists, and it's inc- it was and an it incredibly f- popular song played on the radio yes. a lot. <laughs> I remember singing to it as a kid because it was just catchy, not getting at all the message. I sang a lot of songs that I did not know oh, the words same. of. <laughs> oh, same. Oh, same. Like that one young girl YMCA song. Fucking, I sang it. Yeah, I know what that song's about now. I have this in big bold in my notes. Ryan Gosling yes. is yes. the most fucking incredible actor. I know. Because like, I don't know if anybody else picked it up. I watched it multiple times the okay. last time I watched this movie. I had to like put it in and watch it again. Okay, okay. So in the part where they are all singing yes. and then she picks up her phone, yeah. that switch of his personality yeah. when he's like, who are you texting? Yeah. Like, yeah. fucking scary. Yeah. How like the aggression... He puts in his voice. I don't know if it's just me, but it just like triggers something in oh. my like woman brain. That's like, you're in danger. Yeah. You're like, like I have to protect myself if, right now. If you were not in a, in a crowd, like if this wasn't a super funny scene yeah. and it was hilarious, but it was just this tiny. And that Barbie like, knew she was in control. Incredible moment yeah. of like of acting. Yeah, <laughs> he was yeah, an yeah. actor in that actor, moment. Actor Ryan Gosling. And, yeah. Like that. I don't know about you. I've experienced moments like that where you just see that threat for nothing. Yeah. But it's just like that jealousy, that possessiveness, that anger for no reasons. Why aren't you paying attention to me? This is about me. And it's just like, I'm serenading you. He did. It was just so good. I just loved it so much. He did. 
But yeah, like that just, and it was great. Cause yeah, she's in control in that situation. Yeah. We know that they were all yeah. in control, but the way that he encapsulated something that I've experienced, I don't know, maybe a bunch of other women have also experienced this, but that scene hasn't really been talked about a ton. I haven't yeah. seen that in a lot of things, yeah, but fair. it's such a short moment, but yeah, he does just such a good job of just like that switch from like, I'm performing for you and I'm being nice and I'm yeah. being, I'm being performative. I'm not just performing for you. I'm being performative as yeah. the good boyfriend. I am doing what you should want me to do yeah. and you should love me for doing this. And then as soon as you're like, well, I don't actually, you're like, but I put in the effort and you need to fucking appreciate it. Yeah. But I don't. <laughs> you're like, I don't. What? Like, excuse me. What do you, what do you mean? Yeah. Can I not make my own choice? It's like, no, you don't have a choice. But yeah, it just was so good. I know. Oh my God. Just, I do have a, I do have like an entire chunk of notes called the Ken of it all. The Ken which of it we've all. covered a lot of like the points in it. Just the Kens in general in this movie, it's so complex because they're both the villain. They're both the women and the patriarch. Like they're both yeah, women they're... under patriarchy, but also they represent patriarchy once it comes to Barbie Land and like the fucking the Snyder cut joke. Oh my god, um, the mansplaining of the like, mansplaining oh, of the Godfather. Like, pretend you don't know something for a Photoshop thing. It's like, oh, but do you have the right layer clicked? Just like certain, certain things. It was just, it was just so poignant and funny and entertaining. And I loved it so much. But yeah, like I just like, it just wasn't super clear. (laughs) Cause it's like, it's bad, but it's also, it is hilarious. It was just fun to get to dump on men for a little while. And that's why, like, that's a big part of why I'm willing to forgive. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a messy metaphor, but I mean, I haven't, stopped enjoying other movies for having messy metaphors like yeah. Zootopia was really kind of oh, I, oh Zootopia oh god it was good like I enjoyed the movie but it, it also had a lot of cross wires and it didn't really know you know but I think what it was doing I think in a way it kind of also represents the human experience of like life is fucking messy yeah and like no matter what side of something you want to take there's going to be things where you're going to like yeah, but this like and you're kind of like contradicting yourself like like the I get it. It's yeah. nice when a movie can just hit one point. Yes. But the fact that this one in a way kind of couldn't. Yeah. It I'm not hit, mad about. It hit a lot of points. Hit so many. So many. And it is nice seeing people talking about so many of the concepts that it brought up. Yeah. Those things like women going home and like dumping their boyfriends and it's like finding self-worth. Yeah. But also the fact that in the female version of the patriarchy, the worst that happens to the Kens is that they are ignored. In the male version of the patriarchy in the real world, the worst that happens to the women is that they are, like, actively suppressed and have violence done upon them. (laughs) Like, all of those things. So it's like, at least the Kens were never afraid. Yeah. They might have been ignored, but overall, I take being ignored. They were sexualized. Being scared. Yeah. (laughs) No, I... The fragility yeah. of male ego. The blonde fragility. I love that song too. <laughs> I just can't anywhere else I'd be 10. I'm it's just beat. <laughs> I like jokes. <laughs> I like can't hear. I'm just can't without immediately thinking of that song anymore. I'm just beat. <laughs> That's fair. It's so fucking funny. That's fair. I watch way, like, way too many TikToks with that sound. <laughs> Especially because it's usually like, um, it's usually funny videos of like a really good dog in like the I'm just Ken and then like a really shitty chaotic dog that's like ripping up the furniture. 
<laughs> I also really loved the 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 outfits this entire film. Yes, everyone had a banger of an outfit, mm-hmm. and I. Like, it's hard because I also know just as much as there's a lot of men that fucking hate this movie, I know that there's a lot of women that don't like the movie either. Yeah. And which is, like, fair and fine, and I don't give a shit if you don't like the film. You're allowed to not like the film. people are allowed to not like things. (laughs) But I... I find it interesting when some women, female-represented individuals don't like the film and the things that they're saying they don't like the film like I remember when someone was like oh it's too girly like it's too this or it's too that it's like I don't care if you don't want to be girly yeah like I don't care if you if you don't identify as someone who fits into that role or if you view yourself as quote-unquote more of a tomboy like I don't think that matters but to fully not like the film because it's targeting most female experiences I think is kind of stupid yeah does that make sense yeah again like you cannot like the movie because you just don't like the movie but also like telling a generic story to connect with as many people as possible is kind of the whole thing yeah. of a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, as somebody who battled a very long time with like internalized sexism yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not like those other girls. <laughs> it's so bad all the time. Uh, me as a young gal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think that there's anything wrong with telling a stereotypical story. No. Which they like they literally put they were following stereotypical Barbie. Yeah. This story is not supposed to be particularly niche. It's not designed to be that. It's designed to connect with as many women as possible. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So things are going to be generic. They're not going to be specific. The movie could have gone harder. We literally have spent an hour and 20 minutes so far yeah. talking about it. There is still a little bit more. I still have some other little notes. <laughs> we'll get but there. We, we have spent an hour, like over an hour talking about the good and the bad of this movie, about things that I can see how people would take everything that I've said and have that mean that they don't like the movie anymore. Yeah. They're like, you know what? That's too much stuff. Yeah. And how they can say that's just not for me but yeah it's like it can everybody's entitled to their own opinion well for sure but yeah it's just like and like i don't, don't think hate it just because it's girls stuff yeah. just because it's girly it's allowed to be girly you're allowed to be girly I everybody's know. allowed to do that and if you're not girly that's fine that's fine yeah. like it doesn't matter but i th- i just like I, it's kind of like for a while the tropes of certain female characters in books or movies where they were the tomboy and they're yes. not like other girls right and they're like oh you know get my nails done but they're still sexy for some reason mm-hmm. for men and all these other things and like I, I don't want to dive into that but I'll always remember just like hating on anything that was for women mm-hmm. like directly for women and then for some people not liking this because that's what it is I think it's a stupid take. I think it kind of weirdly enough blends into the like, to the things that we talked about like way earlier of like Sasha refusing to like enjoy the thing. It's like, yeah, Yeah. it could just not be for you, but not liking it because it's blatantly what it is, which is a bright pink Barbie movie. Yeah. Don't watch it then. (laughs) I know. I know. If you don't like dresses, if you don't like these things, if you don't, 
like the the girls having sleepovers and dancing yeah. and doing this stuff and and hi Barbie hi like I don't care. There's something there that is obviously special for a lot of people. Yeah, and like and you I'll, shouldn't be out here yucking anybody's yams. No, <laughs> like I'm not gonna yuck your your yum. If you're a a, a lady or a, a female identifying individual that does not give a shit about certain things in this film, you please, please, that's fine. But don't come targeting other people because it's. Not that people are targeting yeah. other people, but you know what I mean? Like hating on a wide array of people who are like this Yeah. actually like really hits home for someone. Yeah. Or this has made them cry. Or like, you know, now that they now they're okay with wearing pink or now they're just like dumping their boyfriends, not because of a fad, but because of a realization that a movie yes. gave them. Because yeah. that's happened to many people when you look at something and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Cause some of those things just kind of like to bring back in some of like my other I'm going on tangents um it's fine some of those things that like I can see how women would have realized like in the movie it blatantly points out the fact that men often talk to women about what they like yeah whereas a lot of times women will want to talk to other people about something that other person enjoys they're like oh I saw this thing and thought of you because I know that you like superhero movies. Yeah. Whereas that person is then going to be like, okay, we're now going to do nothing but watch superhero movies instead of being like, okay, well, Hey, I saw this thing and I know that you like Regency era romance books. So I bought this for you or, Oh, Hey, there's this new Jane Austen movie that's coming out. Why don't we go Mm -hmm. see that? It's like very much like a general stereotype, which stereotypes sort of exist for a reason Yeah, for good and for bad stereotypes Mm -hmm. exist because you know, (laughs) unfortunately. Um, But yeah, like stereotypically women want to give to others things that they'll enjoy and men would rather do things that they enjoy and make other people do the things that they enjoy. (laughs) And you, you see that in the film and like, they're just like, yeah, we're going to do this. Whereas the women are kind of just like doing their own thing. Like the Barbies are all just kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. And then the Kens are just like following around, but it's like, there was literally nothing stopping the Kens from developing their own lives before this. Mm-hmm. There was nothing stopping them from enjoying different things. No, but they were in the role of thinking they had to impress yes. the Barbies, which is for a lot of people thinking, I have to impress a man or my partner. <laughs> I said, uh, men are often shown that women are responsible for making them feel like men. We don't owe you shit. You need to be enough on your own. <laughs> that's the story. Uh, that's 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 your lesson from Barbie. Uh, <laughs> we don't owe you shit. You need to be enough. <laughs> you need to be enough. It's so good. I also I think I saw it on Instagram. I don't know who it was, but it was this video of this guy who's just like, I've seen the Barbie movie four times. And you might be like, oh, you got dragged to it. He's like, the first one? Yeah, I got dragged to it by my nieces. Guess what? I've prompted to go see it the other two t- like the other times. And he's just talking about like how he's really enjoyed it. And he's like, I cried. I saw my mom in these things. It's just like, I have some uh, male friends in my life who refuse to see the movie because they just don't care. Mm. And I'm like, if you don't care to see it, that's different than just being like, you're not going to see it because you think it's dumb. Yeah. I think that in some way they would actually enjoy a lot of aspects about the movie Mm -hmm. 
whether or not they may agree or not. And I don't want to say force all men to watch this film. No. But like for some, in this guy's example, he's like, I wouldn't have known how good this movie was if I didn't go to it because of other people. Yeah. If I didn't watch it because of another person that I care about. Yeah. Like we all do, most women do that in life and some men do it too. Any Anybody really will like do something for another person if you care enough about them. Yeah. And then in doing so, you're like, oh, I wouldn't have had this experience if I had not have done that. And I just kind of want to, for my birthday, be like, hey, we're going to fucking watch the Barbie movie. You're invited to come. And because it's my birthday, I hope you just watch I hope it you with come. me. I hope you just deal. But like, that's the thing, though, is I think that the right people who could go into this movie with an open mind could yeah. learn a lot from it. I think that there are people who don't who don't need to learn from it. Yes. As it were, it's like I enjoyed watching this movie. It's with, not gonna open up a new pathway in their brain. No. You know? Like I enjoyed watching this movie with Nick because I enjoy having conversations about like the meanings of movies. Yeah. Um with Nick. I love digging into them. It's I just enjoy it. I'm a total like cinephile of watching movies love <laughs> discussing them what are their meanings what are their themes yeah what could they have done better what would i have enjoyed if they changed this what i enjoyed about it so many different things i just love talking about movies that's why we're here spending this yeah. much time talking about a movie <laughs> i know which is like i'm excited to on it because like obviously nick has seen it with yes. you adam has not but he <laughs> is excited to experience it and then at least he expresses he's excited. I'm not trying to put words in no. his mouth. But like, I can't force that man to do shit he doesn't want to do. He's no. stubborn as fuck, yeah. as is your partner. So like, I'm excited for them to talk about their perspective. Because I don't yeah. want to put into their words what I think this film is giving them. No. But I... I if it like if it necessarily gives them anything, right? Because like, again, yeah. this movie isn't for them. No. Ultimately, this movie was not released... With men in mind. No. It was released with women in mind. Yes. Like, it was centering a different point of view. And I think that men can get value out of being forced to see a point of view that is different from theirs. Because they have spent their entire lives with almost every single piece of media following a man. And his point of view and yeah. how he feels about things yeah. and how he reacts to the world and how the world reacts to him. Yeah. And for anybody who is willing to go to a movie and experience it and be open to the possibility of seeing a world from a different point of view, I think it holds value. Anybody who who would refuse that, who is not open to new experiences or having their current state of mind questioned or challenged or their current ideas thought of, or even just, yeah, like just being able to enjoy watching a movie from a different perspective. Yes. If they're not open to that, then they're not going to get jack shit out of this movie. It's not going to fucking change them. It's probably just going to piss them off. Yeah. Cause they're going to feel like the butt of the joke, but they're not going to understand that the reason why they're the butt of the joke is (sighs) it's cause we've been the butt of the joke. Yeah. We have had to sit by and watch women on TV be second-class citizens, be nothing more than plot devices. Yeah, we have done this since the beginning yep. of film, basically. Yeah, and TV and everything. Maybe you take a chance at witnessing a film where you are 
the second class citizen where you are less than, which is yeah. a part of like, yeah, I am sad that the Kens didn't get a happier ending. Am I happy that there's a movie where they are what we have been for a very long time? Yes. I am also happy about that. I'm also mad about it because I'm mad that we have been that way. And I'm mad that I want to have this be a thing that exists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a very complicated We contain feelings. multitudes. <laughs> I contain multitudes and I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> and they can contradict one another. And they regularly contradict each other. <laughs> I know. But I I guess I, I feel like we're nearing the end in yes. a way. Long story short. If you've fucking stayed this long, <laughs> bravo, bravo, because there was chaos. no path. There was no path. There was no path. Um, you definitely had to have watched the movie in order to even kind of understand. This. I know we probably Allison's probably going to fucking delete tangents that we've repeated. It's fine. <laughs> so I'm sorry to feature Allison who's editing this. <laughs> But this is what happens when we just have fun yeah. and just go with our feelings and try not to filter. Yeah. And when it's a joint effort. But speaking of joint efforts, we're going to, our next one to yes. come out for the Barbie movie is going to be our partners. Yeah. Because for some reason, both their episodes where they've talked about a specific character have done the best they bring a special energy and i'm curious to see how they bring it together and i think that's because <laughs> without us i know i think it's because for some people having the perspective of a male talk yes. about why a, a woman character is great is refreshing yeah women talk about male characters all the fucking time yes. it's great to have a man not sexualize a female character and talk about why that's cool yeah right like it's nice to so i'm i hope you look forward to it because allison and i are gonna have to be here while they're recording and not talk and not talk (laughs) allison herself has said she's cut out so much of things nick has said that she's agreed with in topics yes so nick can say it and then i don't know where my partner is gonna go because he hasn't seen the film yet because uh he's been waiting until he's like okay how fresh does this have to be in my mind which i understand (laughs) okay let's end it by saying which of our favorite like barbie scenes there was like and on a positive like what was your favorite little thing from the film that like makes you joyful okay i am going to cheat and say two things (laughs) (gasps) my favorite scene in the movie that like i think affected and touched me most Mm -hmm. emotionally was that like moment with ruth the creative barbie where they're kind of in that space Mm -hmm. in between where she does say that line of like we stand still Mm -hmm. so that they can move forward just the recognition of that because i connected with it not as a mother but as somebody who has begun spending a lot of my career working towards making a better path for women in trades, for making it easier, for finding new ways for us to be accepted, for getting to watch my trade and people's sense of what is like correct attitudes in the workplace. I, I enjoy watching that change and I see it change and I know that I am a part of that. And to know that that has made it easier for people after me, and there's still work to do, but to be able to know that I get to pass that torch along too, that like I get to see other people who are younger than me coming in and know that the likelihood that they're going to face some of the things that I had to deal with is lower, that maybe they won't have to deal with certain things that hurt a lot to deal with, that I had to work really hard to get past 
And to know that that's maybe something that I am helping to provide them a place where they won't have to face that is incredible. So like that scene, like that's why that scene meant so much to me is like, mm-hmm. that's so much of what we're doing as women in so many different aspects of life is just trying to make the world a little bit better for the women who come after us. That's what I got out of that scene. So that scene was like, that was your top. Ugh, such It's just so good. And like the, like the soft, the song, the soft breath where she just breathes in. And it's yeah. like, I just need to show you what it means to live because you're going to die and you're only going to have one chance. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my God, it was just such a beautiful scene for me to watch. But then <laughs> my other favorite scene was um, where she goes up to the weird house and she complains about how if her feet were shaped this way, she would never wear these shoes. <laughs> And the like the offering of the Birkenstocks yeah. versus the high heels. And she's like, I'm going to take the high heels. And it's like, there's no choice. I lied to you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you need to you, take the Birkenstocks. You have to take the Birkenstocks. <laughs> but it's funny because in the end she wears pink Birkenstocks. In the end she wears pink Birkenstocks and they're so cute. <laughs> and so like, I just love that scene because it's just like, yeah. God, like I just would love to go back to this perfect world, but she she doesn't have a choice because yeah. that's not reality that's not what's happening and it's I like know. i want to just hide in my bed and pretend that things aren't bad yeah but i have to get out of bed and i have to live my life <laughs> there's things i need to do <laughs> so, yeah it's like i would never wear these shoes if my feet were shaped this way it's just just so funny just <laughs> just excellent that's a good one <laughs> and of course you get to watch margot robbie and kate mckinnon play off of each they're other fun. which they're, they're so fun they're together fun together I think for me, it was in, in my favorite part was a lot of things that popped up. So it, I'm not trying to do like two, but I the way that I can explain <laughs> it is both times when stereotypical Barbie leaves. The first one, everyone's saying goodbye because they know she's going to come back. She's going to go save the world or something like do those things. And they're like, OK, like go on your adventure. But the second time. When everyone's realizing the stuff at the end of the film and President Barbie's like making different choices and everyone's like doing different paths, a lot of the Barbies are choosing to stay in Barbie land. It's going to be a little bit different, but they're choosing to stay there while stereotypical Barbie is like, I'm not. And I think a hard part about any female friendships Mm -hmm. is in a way like separating and departing from people you've spent your life with for so long but I liked how it wasn't overtly like sad or anyone was negative about it because Barbie was changing yeah because and what I liked the most is because unfortunately I'm feeling very sad with how some of my family are not choosing to understand or respect my choices for not wanting to have kids Mm -hmm. because at one point I did yeah and then I changed it and in a way I'm being judged for that change or someone's being like oh but like you don't like being a mother Fonda is great or all this stuff and like I I get it if you know for some people you want to be a grandparent I understand certain things about life that you like you wish to have that experience and I can't give that to you yeah I am sorry But in this film, to see other people be like, our friend is changing and making a choice that maybe we don't want to make, but is good for her. They're not hating her for it. They're not Mm -hmm. trying to make her change her choice. None of the other Barbies were in the scene where she changed and she chose to leave. But she's not hating them for not. And she's not trying to convince. It was just really nice to sort of have a message be where like, as women, 
we're not going to get mad at you for not being in my court of womenhood. Yes. And we're not going to shun you or we're not going to like, now we're just going to ignore you. Like, we don't talk about this weird aunt. You know what I mean? Like this person that's like breaking the mold. We're not going to talk about them anymore. It's like, we're going to acknowledge and respect their choice Mm -hmm. and just wish happiness upon them was like what I liked so much. Yeah. And sometimes like you, you grow and change. And sometimes that means that people in your life aren't necessarily going to grow and change with you. Yeah. And it doesn't lessen their impact or how much you care for them or what they gave to your life. Yeah. And hopefully they're just happy for you. I know. People come and go from your life, whether you want them to or not. But to be like negative about it is just such a waste of energy. Mm -hmm. And so I really liked... I don't think that was like an inherent message the film was focusing on giving. But that's what I kind of got from those things that it showed was just like... Well, that's... It was just nice. I don't know. There were a lot of nice things. That's the beauty of film and of books too, but specifically of like film because that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I think it connects in a different way. It's a part of why I love movies so much because everybody can take different things from it. You can take different things depending on when you watch the movie yeah depending on your your where you are in like your mental space yeah when watching a movie depending on so many different factors you can take so many different things from movies and even if that wasn't the intention of that scene in a way it doesn't matter mm-hmm. both a good and bad thing of creating something and putting it out in the world is that you don't control it anymore yep all of these people made this movie what people do with it what people think of it, how they respond to it is their personal experience with that movie. And you cannot control that. Yeah. You don't get to tell them how they feel about your movie or what they, they understand or about. what they understand from it or what they take from it. And some of it can be good things and some of it will be bad things. Yeah. But ultimately they made a great movie that's so fun and I took great things from it. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I love talking about it. I'll watch it for years to come. I think it's a wonderful movie. I do too. I think it's 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 like a cult classic without being like low on funding. Does yeah. that make sense? <laughs> without like, having had like many years of not making any money. <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. But that's why we both love the Barbie movie. Yeah. And like... <laughs> Uh, maybe it sounded more like we hated things about it, but I think we were just trying to talk about like why we loved it was also because of the critical lens we could have of it. Yeah. Because it wasn't perfect, which fits both of our lives of we're imperfect people and women and like yeah. this encompasses life so much. Uh, Allison, is there anything you are sh- excited about? I am now in a book club. <laughs> that's what I'm excited about uh I'm in a book club and it's just a spicy book club we all read romance books we get together every like two months or so so it's super low commitment yep um the best part is we just have a group chat where we send each other funny memes about romance books um (laughs) there's no judgment it's hilarious I've developed the reputation of being the person who reads the weirdest books I am very proud of it (laughs) Every time I come back to book club, they are like, what weird book did you read for this? You're the little weirdo. For this one. I'm the little weirdo. And they find it very entertaining. That's good. That's good. 
And I enjoy talking about super weird books and just shocking them all. Some of them have sent me super weird books and they're like, have you read this one? Some of them I have read. Um, some of them I have not. Some of them I read because they were only a hundred pages and I was like, you know what? I'm going to read this and I'm going to tell you all about it so that you don't have to read it. And it's fun. And it's a great little escape from reality for me. <laughs> we love a little reality escape. Yes. Yes. We love a little reality escape. Yeah. So I'm excited about book club. It's great. Good. <laughs> what about you? Oh, I am watching season two of Reacher. Oh, okay. And okay. The, the reason I love it is because one sec, I got to look up the actor's name <laughs> that plays Reacher. Alan Rick Rickson. Richson. Anyways, he plays Reacher, but he's been in so many freaking wild things. <laughs> wild. And the reason I love it is because I'm seeing him be a type of character I haven't seen him be before. Okay. Um, also, do you know he was in The Hunger Games for like a brief... Oh, he was in the, the second movie. Okay. When they go back to the 75th Hunger Games and they're bringing all the like people that won, like the premise, oh, yeah. he was from a group of people that won. He played like a champion. Oh, interesting. Or a tribute that won. Anyways, but I want to bring up his IMDB. Okay, Blue Mountain State. Have you heard of Blue Mountain State? I have. He yep. was in it! He was in it and he's fucking like big beefy guy. Anyways, yeah. great actor. It's just like a football. Oh yeah. yeah. But he's like, his voice is kind of high and he's kind of a bit of a, he's got like aspects to him where I'm like, do you like boys? Just like certain things. And I loved it. And like my partner loves it too. Cause it's like seeing these two changes of like, this guy can fucking slap a joke <laughs> and talk about dicks and have a high pitched voice and be a football player. But then he can be this like he can act like hyper-masculine action yeah. star. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. And I love it. So I've been liking The Reacher and it's actually made me want to read the books that they're based oh, off nice. of. Yeah. And I love all the female characters that are introduced in it. Yes. They're all very cool, strong women and I like them. They're not perfect by any means, but yeah. I do like a lot of the women in the show and how they, they treat them in it. And so that's kind of what I've been enjoying right now is watching Reacher. Every time a new episode comes out, I'm like... <gasps> how's this big beefy man gonna fuck a tiny guy over with his hands and not in a kinky way but he choked a guy out to I was gonna say the, the way that you phrased that was extremely sexual I'm sorry it's not supposed to be it's not supposed to be wait this is this big guy and he's so imposing there's a scene where he just like starts choking a guy out and it's like blink if you want to tell me the truth and I'll stop you from dying the guy blinks and he still holds it there and the guy then panics and blinks a lot I mean it's a little kinky it's a tiny bit kinky, but he's doing it in a way of like, th anyways, it's just like, I get it, I get it, I get it. I phrase it in a way that's kinky, but 100% it's just like this guy who's like, how's he gonna? But objectively, the way that you described that scene, it's a little kinky. No, I get it, I get it. Um, I might be very vanilla in my life, but I understand that I will sometimes explain things. I'm like, oh, I said that oh, in no. such a kinky way, unintentionally. Oh. I feel like Matthew Mercer in D and D when he's like has to be careful about how he phrases something yes. because everyone will everybody will for sure pick it up because he plays up. with a bunch of children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we are all children at heart. And I am hundred percent a child at heart. That's why at everything. <laughs> I know, I know. That's why it's so hard teaching sometimes because I'll look at kids and I'll be like, oh my god, I want to laugh with you because mm -hmm. this is hilarious. But I have to be an adult and I know this is actually not. It shouldn't be funny. <laughs> 
Anyways, you can find Allison and I wherever podcasts can be found. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. You can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Blue Sky Yay. at WenchBenchPod. And if you want to reach out to us, you can send us an email at WenchBenchPod at gmail.com. All the art for the Wench Bench was designed by the wonderful Tessa Joyce Rican. You can find them on Twitter and Instagram at Wherevile. Please stay tuned to when our significant others talk about Barbie. Yes. That one I feel like I might be quoting a lot for our Instagram, Twitter, real whatever social media stuff. Nick's trying to figure out how to not piss off a lot of people. And I'm really curious Mm. about what it is that he's going to be wanting to say. That could piss off a lot of people. And I don't know if I care. <laughs> oh! I mean, like, about him pissing off people. Oh. I think it would be funny, actually. <laughs> I've been encouraging him. Of course you I'm are. like, you should for you sure are. say all of that and not edit anything. Of course you are. Of course you are. We're just going to have to put... This is unfiltered. It's going to be an unfiltered episode. Honestly, I don't edit these very much, so they're pretty unfiltered. Fair, fair. <laughs> fair but uh anyways thank you for listening yes go watch the barbie movie enjoy it yeah Yeah. then listen to the soundtrack then listen to this episode again yes yes then join us and disagree honestly talk about it with us please (laughs) anyways thank you